I'm Sean Vanderpool with JLA Realty, and I'm a commercial real estate agent who represents clients who want to buy, sell, or lease commercial properties and or land. I can also help clients that wish to sell their business. If your home office is becoming a nuisance, you want to use a lump sum of money for an investment, or if you're just ready to make your dream a reality, call me before you call that number on the sign. They represent their client and are not looking out for you. Call 281-713-0832 or go to www.thelventerpool.com and let me help you find a place for your vision to profit. common thread in all of that is that I promote my personal belief in Jesus Christ. Right. Um, it's the ministry mm-hmm. that God has given me, but he's allowed me to entertain people in the process. Right. <laughs> you know, you do it in a beautiful and helpful way. That's you know, you goal. learn, you learn. It doesn't come across judgmental mm-hmm. per se. You know, mm-hmm. it's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had a very colorful life and I've learned a lot. Yeah. And if somebody can glean something from my mistakes and perhaps avoid some of the mm-hmm. things that I've done, God bless them. That that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so um what name do you go by when you're writing? My writing pseudonym is A. E. Thomas. That is my initials, and that's my mom's maiden name, Thomas. So I just kind of put those two together, and that's my writing pseudonym. And the reason for that is I wanted to keep the two entities separate. Mm -hmm. The singing and songwriting is one ministry. The book writing is another. Mm -hmm. Although they both come from me, they're just separate. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it makes sense. Um, Is this your passion? This is my total passion. Mm -hmm. Um, I've given up everything to pursue this. Six-figure job, mm-hmm. um, a life that was pretty carefree, mm-hmm. if you if you don't mind me using that, and um, it was burning in my soul to come home and do what God told me to do, right. and I have no regrets. Yeah, that's that's a great thing. <laughs> they say success, meaning the financial aspect of it, mm-hmm. without being happy or fulfillment, it's, it's just void. It's you just know, void. it's just void. It's just. And I see now that I believe that even though I was, when I say I had a six-figure job, it was overseas, mm-hmm. which is yeah. part of why I wrote the books. But um, I believe that it was all a platform. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. to to get me to right where I am today. Right. I didn't know that eight years ago. Well, ten now when I went over there. Mm-hmm. But now looking back, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. I see that this was the end result that God wanted mm-hmm. all along. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be willing to help someone. Yes. That's, that's awesome. Yes. Um, do you have a preference between platforms? Like, which one's more your favorite, writing or singing? Well, you write either way, right? But even performing, just whatever. I was just well, the like you said, the root of both of them is the writing. Mm-hmm. So I would have to say that's my. That I can get lost in write. I can write for hours, really, like all day. Included in that is my my research my study of the okay. word of God, you know, that sort of thing. But, you know, it's all inclusive. Okay. Um, as far as the singing and songwriting, that's been a passion my entire life. But in all honesty, the whole idea behind me putting out the, the collection mm-hmm. that I put out is to showcase my songwriting skills okay. for other people. I would like to write songs for other people, okay. other gospel artists and that sort of thing. But I'm also not opposed to doing them myself. Okay. But, you know, if I can't sell them, I'll do them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the good thing is yeah. I have the ability. <laughs> exactly, because everybody thinks they can write. Yeah, but right. to, be, to be a true lyricist mm-hmm. and be able to write something and tell a story in a small amount of time, yes. that is a great gift. I consider it so. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't have it. I could just be singing your song mm-hmm. and just tearing it up <laughs> in the car. <laughs> you sure don't want me to present it to nobody. That's okay. As long as you enjoy it. That's okay. Oh, that's, I'm, a, I'm a car entertainer. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you, I know you said you started writing from a very young age. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what I was about to say. How did you start? But what made you take that leap and go ahead and take action on a professional level? I've always um, wanted to write a book, like mm-hmm. you said, since I could read, which was early. Okay. For some reason, and I, no one taught me. I could read before I ever went to school. Okay. Yeah, I went in kindergarten reading, like reading, reading. Okay. So that was a weird thing, nobody really understood it. But um, it was always so insurmountable to me. It's like, who can sit down and write a whole book? You know, that's a lot and blah, blah, blah. All the excuses we come up with, right? And that was for years. I just kept clamping down on it. When I would think about it, it's like, it's too much. I'm a mother. I have a young daughter. I'm a, I'm a wife. I'm a this. I'm a that. But it got to the point where I had none of those excuses. You know, time will catch up with me. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, I need to do this. You know, right. I, I need to do this. But now I have a focus. I have a theme, I have a goal in mind. I'm not just writing books to make money. Okay. I'm writing books to change people. Right. Hopefully, something in there will change you forever. For mm-hmm. the better. For the better. For, for the, right. the better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so have you began figuring out or have you gotten it down pat, your dance in between business and your love for writing? You know, there's that difference. It's what you like to do, Mm -hmm. and then the business part of it. The business part of it is still a struggle. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, According to my daughter, Mm -hmm. that's you creative people, she always says. (laughs) She's like, you just want to create, 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 Mm -hmm. but you don't want to market, you don't want to promote. And that is true. If Mm -hmm. I could avoid that piece of it, 
I would, but you can't. Right. You know, because the whole idea is to get it out, get it to the public so mm -hmm. that they can enjoy it. And again, like I said, experience those changes I was talking about. Nobody, yeah, you know, it's right. great that you love to write it and you love to sing it and you love to do it. But if you're not sharing it. Right. You know, exactly. Yes. So I am in the process. I'm much better than I was. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm I in actually the process. think it's a, uh, it's a process to get comfortable with this. I mean, if you're blessed enough to be one of those quote-unquote overnight successes, mm -hmm. God bless you, but most of us have to grow organically. Right. You know, just making connections, showing mm -hmm. up at places, speaking at places, you know, whatever your thing right. is. I'm talking from my point of view. Mm -hmm. But if you're the book, you know, the, the baker, mm -hmm. the candlestick maker, whatever you are, right. you know, you have to grow it organically mm -hmm. and start making those connections mm -hmm. and start being where you need to be and doing what you need to do. Right, it's, that that is not as easy as it oh sounds. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you something. Everybody wants to be paid. Nobody does right. anything for free. Mm -hmm. So that can become an issue. Mm -hmm. You know, depending on what you're trying to do, that's mm -hmm. where a lot of people fall off. Right. You know, I pay somebody to promote. I gotta pay to get the book out. I gotta pay the publisher. Right. I have to pay this person. I have to pay that person. I have to pay to have it edited. Yes. You're in the thousands by then. Right. And you trying know? to keep a roof over your head. <laughs> exactly. Eat something in between. Right. Exactly. <laughs> get shoes yeah. for the kids. You know, school is starting and all right. that. None of that goes away mm -hmm. because you have a dream and a goal. Right. All those things, like you said, you have to mesh them together mm -hmm. and figure out what you can do and what you cannot do. Right. My advice, what I've learned from, is really focusing on what you can. Right. You can't what really you do can anything do. about yeah. what you can't. So, because a lot of times you get so frustrated, your cans get shoved into the same corner with your cans. Mm -hmm. And no, do your cans. You just give up. Yeah, you just give up. It mm -hmm. is, but you get a lot of no's in this business. Mm -hmm. A lot of no's. A lot of unreturned phone calls and unreturned emails. Mm -hmm. Those are not the ones you're worried about. Right. That one that does return your call, that one that does return your mm -hmm. email, focus on that. Right. And that's what your blessings are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, your daughter, she's she's grown now. Yes. So, um, But does she still, my kids, my youngest is 17, they mm -hmm. still give me the blues. Oh, yes. So do you get mommy <laughs> guilt sometimes? I do. She, mm -hmm. A lot of times she wants to do things and I'm like, Bri, I have to write. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to study have to do research you know my head is buried in a book and she wants to go shopping yes indeed so yeah I still experience a little and I'm also a grandmother now Brianna has a two-year-old so it comes into play a lot with her mm -hmm. you know, she wants all my time and all my attention and sometimes it's just like oh, I, can't, I can't but it's hard to say no to her <laughs> I'll tell Bree no and Harvey. She can get a little one. It's hard. <laughs> so, like, um, where do you see your company in a few years? Like, I know your main mission is to be able to teach people and lead people to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, like, where do you see that going in the future? My goal, where I would like to see it go, is outside the church. Mm -hmm. Um. I am an ordained minister. Mm -hmm. I'm a teacher of the Word of God. Um, and that's great. I love it. But like Jesus says, people that are not sick don't need a doctor. Mm -hmm. So I'd like I'd like to take my message, my music, and my ministry mm -hmm. to platforms that are not necessarily churchy, if you will. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? I'd like to go to some group homes. I'd like to go to prisons. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to speak to people that may not be able to walk into church on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. They may not be able to visit Bible study on Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. You know, And that's the whole purpose of the books. Mm -hmm. Those books are not geared toward church folk. Mm -hmm. They're geared toward people that may not, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. step into a church. Right. But the right. message is embodied in mm -hmm. that story. Right. So God, to me, gave me a very creative way mm -hmm. to get his word out to people in mm -hmm. real time, in today's language, mm -hmm. with issues that people deal with today. Mm -hmm. Adultery is a big issue. It is. Whether we want to talk about it or not, right. it is a huge issue. Mm -hmm. And so why not use that one? <laughs> right, right. At some point, people can relate to it at some point, whether it's been them themselves or they've experienced how it's affected their family mm -hmm. or a friend. So mm -hmm. it's very relatable. Mm -hmm. And I, I think there's more people at the church can read the book than what they act like. I completely agree. <laughs> they, they can relate. They, they can relate. They look in there and take, take a glance at frequently asked questions you get? Two frequently asked questions. Um, I'll take one for music and one for books. Cool. About the books, how did you come up with the idea? That mm -hmm. everybody asks me that. Okay. And I worked overseas mm -hmm. um, on a military installation, U.S. military installation for eight years okay. as a civilian contractor. But at any given time, there's 30,000 U.S. soldiers out there, not including the uh, ones from other nations, mm -hmm. over, I would say, easily over 100,000 contractors. Not all from the U.S. again, mm -hmm. but they're there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. And um, while I was there, mm -hmm. I saw a lot. Yeah. I was in a war zone. Afghanistan has declared a war zone. Mm -hmm. You know, I have friends in Copenhagen and places like that. Those are not war zones. Mm -hmm. Afghanistan is. So I was in a real war zone, real rockets going off in my head. But I still saw so much. I saw people that were married, mm -hmm. had spouses here. And I'm not only talking about men, I'm talking about women too. Mm -hmm. um, living with people out there. Up, I don't mean like spending world. some nights. I mean living in the same container, mm -hmm. eating together every night, going to movies. Wow. Just like they didn't have this life back here. Mm -hmm. I, I never, what really sparked my interest was us. I worked in human resources, uh -huh. so I knew more than maybe the average person would know. Uh -huh. And this guy had came in because his wife had just had a baby, and he needed to add the baby to his benefits. Wow. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this guy, uh -huh. and I knew his girlfriend, and I, they lived. They were coming back from R and R together. Cause see that kind of stuff. You six thousand miles from the U.S. Right. No one can just come to Afghanistan and sneak up on you. Mm -hmm. You have to have what they call a letter of authorization from the government. Mm -hmm. Cause that's a war zone. You can't just fly there. Right. You can only get there through the military. Mm -hmm. So it's, you don't have to worry about anybody sneaking up on you or driving up for you know right. doing a drive by. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. It's like a whole different world out right. there, just like you said. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, this is amazing. Your wife just had a baby. Matter of fact, the turning point was that him and her walked in together to add his new baby that him and his wife had. <laughs> wow. To his benefits. Wow. 
Wow. That's how convoluted it gets. Wow. That's that's, that's a, lot. a lot. That's right? a lot. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's but common it, out there. It's very common, and it's odd you're saying that, and I love that you've written about it. I used to work in a hair salon. Mm -hmm. So you would see women coming in the mm -hmm. salon venting about whatever was happening or if the story finally made it home. Yes. And, you know, some of them, you see families just crushed mm -hmm. behind oh, it. destroyed. Yeah. And a lot of army wives um, will not read my book. They won't. It's no. too much for them. They just, there was this one book club, uh, one girl wanted to do, it was a rather large book club because mm -hmm. it's, it's through the army kind of thing, and they hurried up and shut that down. I'm like, wow. Oh. <laughs> They're not ready. They're not ready. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. And the soldiers were no better because mm -hmm. a lot of them um, shacked up with the, the civilian girls, mm -hmm. you know, and many of them were married. Right. It's, you, you would hear stories. They would just be like, wow. It's just... <laughs> In their minds, we know this is not the truth. But Can you provide the audience with your information to get your um, materials and everything? Absolutely. Um, I'll start with the books. Mm -hmm. um, my writing pseudonym is A.E. Thomas. Um, the book series that's out right now is called Project Whores. And I did say whores. I didn't say wars. <laughs> <laughs> and people think because it's over in the military, I said mm -hmm. wars. No, I said whores, W-H-O-R-E-S. Mm -hmm. But that is a play on words. Okay. Um, when you work on those installations over there, it's called a project. Mm -hmm. And those projects were never meant to be long-term. Okay. They're the kind of jobs, because it's a very austere environment. Very. Uh, the reason they pay so much is because you don't have privacy. Everything mm -hmm. is communal. Okay. Bathrooms, eating, you know, everything is dining style. You sit next to people, you have no idea who they are, mm -hmm. and you eat. You know, when I, I, when I started reading the book, I was like, wow, that it was like my first eye-opening experience to picture yes. what I've heard about. Yes. Mm -hmm. So everything is communal. You give up all the comforts of home, and they pay you for that. Mm -hmm. In addition to the work that you do, you get hazard pay because you're in a war zone, and you get comfort pay, okay. so to speak, because you've left your home, you've left your family to come and do this work. Um, that said, <clears throat> excuse me, they never meant for it to be, for you to be out there for 10 years. Okay. Um, it's like a thing you would do one year, maybe two at the most, and then come back home. Mm -hmm. You know, pay off your bills, do whatever you have to do, because you get a huge tax break mm -hmm. in addition to making all the money. So there's no excuse for you not to be able to, you know, do what mm -hmm. you came out there to do to make your financial goals. But people get out there and they get addicted to the money. Mm -hmm. They get addicted to that lifestyle. I mean, you fix somebody washes your clothes. Somebody mm -hmm. takes you everywhere you have to go. You get a big paycheck every two weeks. Right. They make all your food. You don't have to wash not one dish. It's not realistic. It's really not. Mm -hmm. It's really not. You drop your clothes off at the laundry. You go pick up them up. They're washed and folded. <laughs> so you but you can see how that would start you know you get used to the not having the privacy mm -hmm. that that gets to you know pushed to the wayside so they get used to that and that one year turns to two and two to three and before you know it you've been over there 10 I know people that's been over there 20 years wow. 20 years yeah. and when you stay over there that long out there they start calling you a project whore. Mm 
Okay. Like you just can't get enough. You meet people that are like, I've worked in Kuwait, I've worked in Afghanistan, I've worked in Iraq. Right. You know, they've been all over the place. They are what we would call a project whore. Okay. Because they're out there sucking up all the money, not giving nobody else a chance right. to come over and get some, you know. I but the other side to that, no, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's too long. To people that's been over there that long, you could tell. They are right. under socialized. They're institutionalized at right. that point. Seriously. I can't see trying to maintain a family here oh, and be gone that long. Impossible. Yeah. And that's what I say. When you've been over here that long and you're still married, both of y'all got something going, going on. on. <laughs> <laughs> She's glad when you go back and you glad to go back. Yeah, <laughs> just make your deposit and go. Yeah, just go. Just go. <laughs> but the flip side is you get out there on the project and you mm-hmm. become a whore. Because mm-hmm. a lot of men, they don't live with one woman. They yeah. just have ten women. Wow. And a lot of women, again, this is not all about the men. Mm-hmm. Those women get out there and they get, those men are run for their money. And Some of them are just, oh, absolutely. It affects your mind. Absolutely. You are everything. not the same person. Yeah. You're not the same person. Mm-hmm. That's awesome that you wrote the book. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, a Awesome book. <laughs> so many people that are over there, they thought it was going to be like a tell-all. Mm-hmm. It's not a tell-all. It's a story. Were they trying to make sure you weren't telling all? <laughs> oh, I have so many guys that post, I hope my wife never reads this book. Like, they're making sure she never even hears of it. Wow. Like, seriously, they're like, I hope she never reads this. Wow. And some of them are innocent, but they're like, if she ever reads this, she's never going to believe that I'm not Kyle Brewster. <laughs> and he's not going to be able to go back in peace. <laughs> And then the music, I've just always loved to write songs. Mm-hmm. So, um, all my music is under Andrea Davis. Mm-hmm. It is available on every on 18 different music platforms, including Amazon, Spotify, Apple, mm-hmm. you know, all the big ones. It's okay. there. Shazam, all of them. You'll find it. Um, if you Google me, I'll come right up. Awesome. And um, those songs were just songs out of my heart. Okay. And I wrote them and I recorded them. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, it's it's nice to have a thought and to know that you can make that thought a reality. Absolutely. You just got to do it. You have to do it. Yes. You have to do it. And it, uh, again, oftentimes it will take everything you have. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's, I love the way Joel Osteen says it. How big is your want to? Wow. How badly do you want it? That's the only way it can happen. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, do you have a way that the audience can find you, or are you on any social media or anything like I that? I am. Um, you can all, you can music. It, it's the same across the board, so I don't have to try to remember a lot of things. It's mm-hmm. Andrea Davis music. Okay. That's Instagram. That's everything. That's Facebook. Okay. Um, and then for um, the writing, it's A. E. Thomas author. Okay. Across the board. You just so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I can't remember all that stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, that's how you find me. Um I had a problem with on Google mm-hmm. and it's a long story, I won't go into it, but my music got mixed up by an algorithm with oh. an established artist. And so it had to be taken down and started over. So it literally just got back on Google two or three days ago. Wow. But it is on there again. What's the what's the name of the album? He will answer mm-hmm. by Andrea Davis. By Andrea Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to get it, y'all. <laughs> it's a great mix. Yes, um, it's yes. got jazz on there. It's got uh, contemporary. Mm-hmm. I think I did a little traditional on there. So it, I think it's a good mix. And 
most people across age groups, across mm-hmm. ethnicities, really enjoy it. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is good. It is good. Well, I appreciate you coming on on the show with me. I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you doing this for artists and business oh, owners, um, giving them a platform, giving mm-hmm. them a voice. It's so needed, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, hopefully next week I'll see you on the episode of Denim and Lace.